Hello, welcome to the Gab and Jewel show. This is Shura Robson. This is not Gabriel Marcotti, who is aware at Istanbul for the Champions League draw. Not holiday this time. Not this time. No, he's taken too many already. But thank you so much That's for right. stepping in again. No problem. We've got a big show today. We will have plenty of quick hits. But we will start with Liverpool because on Monday night, there was a, a painful defeat mm. where United, mm. uh, when nothing really went Liverpool's way, which is on the back of already a very difficult start yeah. of the season. So let, let's focus on them a little bit and try to understand how they got here and what maybe the solutions are. Mm. Stu, what do you make of, of the start of the season for Liverpool? What, what, what is going wrong? Uh, lack of intensity. Liverpool base their whole game plan, you know, whether it's closing down or when they win the ball back, get it in behind the opposition as quickly as possible. They do it better than anybody else in terms of winning the ball back in good areas and counter-attacking quickly, playing balls over the top. They play more percentage balls than probably any other team. Uh, and that's what they're good at doing. But if they drop their intensity mm-hmm. by 5%, 10%, they've got a problem because once that initial press or, or the midfield get bypassed, then they've got a back four that that gamble, and I would I, I say that, that word, gamble on playing a high offside line. And if it gets broken, they make bad decisions. And they've got a fullback that doesn't want to defend and doesn't know how to defend. Yeah. So that's a major problem for them. There's also a lot of injuries and Klopp mm. mentioned it before even the Fulham game, I think the first game of mm. the season when he said this week of training was crazy in the mm. sense like he said, he almost said, I think they, like if there was a witch mm. and players one after one. Yeah, yeah. Obviously when you lose a Matip and then Konate who's his mm. replacement, when you lose Thiago Alcantara so early, yeah. when you don't have Jota, when Darwin Nunez gets sent off, when you've got all those problems, it doesn't help either, right? No, of course it doesn't. Then he's also then got to question what he's been doing in pre-season, the intensity, how they were training. Did they train too hard? Did they not train quite hard enough? Were the players fit when they started playing the pre-season friendlies? But they were good against, against they were excellent, yeah. for example. Yeah, so but they might, something but, dropped but, in between. Yeah, I think the, the, the mentality for that Community Shield game was, was absolutely excellent. That's what you expect from yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, you know, yeah was, that's it, true. And I think it was helped that it wasn't played at Wembley. It was played at, uh, at Leicester's ground. Yeah. So, and so they, there was a, the crowd were close to the pitch. So the crowd were right behind them. They played with that intensity. Yeah, yeah they did. And they, they, they were did. able to do that. Whether that didn't help them because they, you know, one or two players got injured after that. They've, one or two players probably weren't quite fully fit to play at that intensity when they've started the league season. Defensively, I think they've been all over the place at times. I think the Fulham game away, mm. they took that lightly, yep. really. And it took them a good mm. 45 minutes to mm. react, come mm. back, and in the end, they got a mm. draw, be lucky. I think the Crystal Palace game, they started well. They had 20 very good first yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. They could not score. And then the Zaha goal on the counter, she mm. was all like, mm. did you say cut the grass under their feet? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. kind of stuff. And after that, I think it's difficult to... To, to get back in mm. it, even if they did with the Luis Diaz goal. I think the, the defeat at United, where for me, Robo, United clearly played it long mm. to, to beat their press, mm. not get mm. too exposed, then won the second balls and then defended with their heart out. They were showed mm. so much character. United mm. had 30% of the ball, Liverpool 70. Liverpool didn't really know what to do. I thought Klopp should have had a plan B Mm. when clearly the press didn't work because there was nothing to press because they were playing long. They didn't know what to do. And to me, they looked a a bit lost. So then we can come on to Klopp. How much this this poor start of the season is done Mm. on him? There's this theory that seventh season for him are bad. At Mainz, it was bad. At Dortmund, it was bad. And Mm. this is his seventh season at Liverpool. Mm. I don't believe in all of this. No. But maybe after a certain time, 
Maybe even his message gets a bit tiring for the player, mm. all that intensity and everything. Well, I went to a school that the headmaster was only given five years. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that, was, that was their policy. We only give you five years, whether you're good or you're bad. You right. get five years because after five years, the message starts to wear thin. Mm. So they get somebody else in. Now, I'm not saying Liverpool need to get somebody else in. There's two ways a manager revitalises things. He either changes himself you know, and changes what he wants to do, which I don't think Klopp's going to do because he's got a certain way of playing. Or you change the players. Or you gradually change yeah. the players. So yeah. those players are hearing a new voice to them, um, which obviously with Mane going and one or two other players going, you know, there's, there are some new players, but maybe not enough. There hasn't, he hasn't refreshed it quite well enough over the last two or three years. I'm still sure that Liverpool would do quite well. Yeah. But at the moment, they look like a side that are just lacking intensity. They're lacking guidance when they, when they don't win the ball back early. And he's got to work on that back four. You cannot gamble on playing offside as they're doing at the moment. And he's got to make his mind up about Alexander-Arnold. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. He does not want to defend. The goal against Fulham, where he ducked out of a challenge against yeah. Mitrovic, that's just not good enough. The goal, the first goal, when he doesn't recover, and then is walking and, and yeah, at the last minute thinks, goal. oh, this yeah. is danger. Yeah. Van Dijk doesn't want to close the ball down. when and He's got his hands behind his back, you know, when the ball's only five yards away from it that has to change they're things that Liverpool didn't do yeah. when they're successful no I think you're right we, we look also into the transfer window because should they have bought a midfielder mm. considering mm. Thiago's mm. injury mm. um, records yeah. to put it that way the fact that Milner is getting older Henderson yeah. is getting older Austin mm. Chamberlain is always injured Naby mm. Keita we're not sure mm. and then there's the youngsters so maybe less on the money on Darwin and more mm. into a midfielder. We will look into that and more onto the Gab and Jules podcast. So make sure you listen. To be fair, Robert, I've, I've said it on the show before. I get the Darwin Nunez signing. Mm. You know, they wanted a striker like him. They were very impressed with him when yeah. they faced him in the Champions League with Benfica. I get it. He's young. I think they've overpaid. Mm. And my theory is that Julian Ward, who was taking over Michael Edwards as the yeah. sporting director, almost wanted, this summer was very important for him because he was his first one as the number one. And I think mm. he wanted to make a, like a, a statement yeah, in a yeah, way. Yeah. And because he worked at Benfica before, he knew them well, he went in. At that time, the situation was a bit of a, of a kind of a deadlock. He went in and fair play to him, made the deal happen. Mm. All great. Everybody was praising him. Darwin this, Darwin that, no problem. I think... They overpaid, yeah. but maybe, maybe this, maybe that's that was always going to be the case. Mm. But more importantly, I think some of that money that they spent on Darwin, that maybe they could have spent on another striker, or maybe could have gone Darwin for less money. Mm. I don't know. Could have been very useful on the midfielder. There was a point where they were looking at Chouameni, where they were looking mm. at Bisuma from Brighton. Yeah, yeah. That only cost twenty-five million. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have that money then because the hundred million went on to Darwin. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Absolutely, because. If you look at their midfield, that's still... They needed a centre-forward. There's no question about that. Firmino's not the player he was two or three yeah. years ago, and he's, he's not so effective. And we effective. see that now that he plays. Yeah, and he's, he, yeah, he's, he's not as effective anymore. The midfield with Milner and Henderson, you know, they've both done a great job for Liverpool. Henderson, you know, is a good leader and he does a lot of good things. Yeah. But he's not the talent of some of the top midfield players in, in the Premier not. League. Milner... You know, has been a, a great workman for the side, and he, he's a he's a good player. He can do both sides of the game, but he's still not going to be the tops. He can play with other players that yeah. have got great skill, like Thiago. When he's playing at his best, he's the he controls the midfield with his passing, and the other players can work around it. When 
Thiago's not playing, then there's got a problem. Who's yeah. going to be the creative player? You know, who's going to be the one that's going to pick out those exceptional passes? Who's going to be the one that's going to play around pressure and get away from, from challenges? That's when Liverpool have got a problem. So that's maybe where the money could have been spent wiser. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think James Milner can start a game like the one against no. United on Monday night. I, don't, I think he can do a good mm. job for the last 15 minutes, yeah, yeah, 20 yeah. minutes, maybe play in some of the, the domestic cups. Mm. But I was amazed that he started that mm. game. I don't know if Fabinho was not well. I, mm. I didn't think there was a problem with Fabinho, but to put Fabinho on the bench for a game like this, and very early on, when you saw that they were playing, mm. that United were playing long balls, mm. and you had to be strong on the second balls, yeah, yeah. and no one from Liverpool were winning them, and Fabinho is sat on your bench, I'm like, come on. Mm. But I do think that in midfield, there's a problem that they can only now address mm. between now and the end of the transfer window. But again, I don't think mm. there's money left. Or maybe in January, but Nabi Keita, not sure what's happening. They obviously, they obviously, he obviously doesn't fancy him that much. He thinks he's a decent player, but he's not a player that he can rely on week in, week out, and he's not one that he wants to play. So, he, you know, Nabi Keita, I think, would be better off for himself. Yeah, at some such point. a shame it's, though, because, because when he came, having seen him play oh, in the Bundesliga, he looked was, like a yeah. magnificent player. He could do everything he yeah. wanted of a midfield player. Completely. But he hasn't had that at Liverpool, and I think his confidence has been knocked. He hasn't. He doesn't feel as though he's one of the top players at Liverpool because he doesn't get picked every week. So his confidence has gone, and he's not the player he was when he was playing in the Bundesliga. And then there's Harvey Elliott, who has a lot of talent, yeah. who was a, a winger before that mm -hmm. club. He's kind of making mm -hmm. into a midfielder, which I think is not a bad idea. But again, he's not ready for those kind of, of no. battles like the one we saw mm -hmm. Old Trafford for those kind of games. He's a talented player. Yeah, but especially with Milner and Henderson mm -hmm. next to him. I mean, I think that midfield three was the less sort of compatible, mm. complementary mm. than, than the one they could have made. And it shows, again, oh, when I you look at Liverpool's bench on Monday, it's... It's not the kind of bench that a club like Liverpool no. should have for a game like this. No, absolutely not. And I think they probably underestimated how Manchester United were going to play and what, yeah. what sort of spirit they were going to have. I think everybody thought that Manchester United, having seen the first two games, the crowd baying for blood outside the ground, that Manchester United were going to be a nervous side. Well, they got their tactics absolutely right. They did. And Klopp didn't get his tactics right or didn't adjust to what Manchester United yeah. were doing. And you have to say that about the defenders as well. They must have seen how Manchester United were going to play and kept hitting balls in behind them. Why didn't they adjust and drop off rather yeah. than gamble on playing offside? I, I agree with you. I think... Just to go back on club quickly in that seventh season mm. syndrome, I don't think... I'm like you, I think Liverpool will come good and mm. will finish top two like we mm. expect them to be. But it'd be very interesting to see what he does to, to, stop, to stop this rot. I mean, he's Bournemouth at home this weekend, so if mm. they don't win that, I mean... Yeah. You know, and if we see the same issues again defensively, in the, the lack of intensity, if Salah again is... He's not really into the game like he wasn't against Fulham, like he wasn't against Palace, like he was, wasn't really against United. No, no. I know he scored against Fulham and there was the assist, he scored against, against United, but this is not the Mosala Salah that with the new contract mm. we expected him to be and carry the team. You're, not, that gonna, you're, not, you're not telling me he's going to be an Aubameyang. Uh, no, no, uh, no, I don't no. want him to be and he's a bit younger to be fair. Yeah, true. But did we underestimate the loss of Sadio Mane? Oh, absolutely. I think we've all done that. We all thought that, you know, we talked about Salah and they had to sign him and, you know, if they're going to lose one player, Mane. Mane was probably the best player at realising when the ball was changing hands. You know, when, when they, he did a lot of work defensively, he half came back 
mm-hmm. ready to challenge the fullback or the wide centre half if he was coming forward. But as soon as Liverpool won the ball back, he would sprint for the first 15 yards. And how many balls did they knock over the top for him to run onto in playing that percentage yeah. football? He was a great counter-attacking player. He, he epitomised everything that Liverpool were about and what, what Klopp's about. So he's a massive loft. Diaz... Yes, he's a, he's a great talent and he's, he's settled in really well, but he's going to be a player that's going to come short yeah. and get on the ball and then run with it and do different things. Jota is more like Mane with his movement yeah. in terms of trying to run in behind the opposition. And it's a shame for, for Liverpool that he's injured, so they can't change yeah. things. No, and, and injuries, I think, as we said earlier, mm. is, is part of the problem and part of the solution. Once you get back Matip and Konate and you've got more depth defensively to do what you want, we will talk about mm. training a bit because I can see mm. your eyes already. Um, once Thiago Alcantara comes back in midfield, for example, and, and maybe Naby Keita and everybody is, mm. is fit or nearly fit, then you've got more options too. And then up front, I think this team, we all love Bobby Firmino and did a great job and he was mm. such a, a different type mm. of forward and striker that we all love watching him play, but he's getting older and mm. clearly has less rhythm and intensity in his game and he's less influent, really. When, whenever you... You're previewing a game that Liverpool are playing in and have done over the last five, whatever years. You would say, I'm not sure the opposition can cope with their intensity. I'm not sure the opposition can play around their pressure. I'm not sure the opposition are going to be able to cope with the runs of Salah and Mane. When you look at these first three games, they have been able to. And there hasn't been that level of athleticism that we've seen from Liverpool in the past. And I think Mane is a pressing Mm. machine. Mm. And I think of all the front three, whether it was with Jota and Salah, or with Diaz and Salah when he was playing centrally, mm. or even Firmino and Salah, I think he was the one really that triggered the press, that was the most aggressive in the press, that was the more efficient in the mm. press, and losing him. Diaz can run a lot and, you know, all of that. But doing a press mm. efficiently takes a lot of thinking yeah. and a lot of practicing, and I don't think Diaz is at that level yet as well. well yeah, if you go back to the FA Cup semi-final when yeah. Man City in that first 20 minutes 30 minutes when Man City were trying to play out from the back and the goalkeeper was inexperienced the yeah. goal Stefan and he won the ball back and scored his goal that was Mane at his very best yeah. he was magnificent that day no you're right okay so now sorry and sorry Liverpool fans but this, this was quite grim although yeah. we said they would come good what are the solutions now going forward so we said this is Bournemouth this weekend at Anfield mm-hmm. which is the perfect mm-hmm. way really of like steadying the ship finally kickstart the season, get a win, and then try to forget about the first three games of the season. Mm-hmm. So what, what for you are the solutions? What would you do? Klopp has to go to the players, the uncertain players, and say, what made you an outstanding individual over the last four or five years? What has made you, you know, everybody talk about you, you know, say, for instance, Van Dijk, that you're going to be winning every ball in the air. Yeah. You're going to be making interceptions. When the ball's played in behind you, you get back and show good pace. You're calm in possession, but you don't take risks. You know, that's not, not what he's doing at the moment. Yeah. You know, he's not closing down. He's, not, he's playing at half pace, I would say, or, or three-quarters pace. And once any Liverpool player plays at three-quarter pace, they're not the same team or, or, or the same player. So they've got to get back to that intensity, yeah. you know, and, and that's what Klopp has got to, to, to get across to the players. We've been successful because this is the way we play and we play it very well. You can't drop your standards or your intensity, otherwise we might be in trouble. Defensively, would you drop... Any of that back four? I mean, I think Robertson, even if Manny played the last, mm. the half of last season, other than number nine or first number nine, yeah. 
and Diaz played ahead of Robertson. I think Robertson is struggling without Mane. Yeah, I think I him so, and yeah. Mane on the left hand side were so good and could play with each other. The eyes closed and the way they defended mm. as well. I think Robertson is struggling too. Yeah, I, I would say when I watch Robertson at the moment, he's not playing with the same confidence or the Definitely same not. enjoyment. You know, he used to charge forward and he used to, think, you know, look at that. He's playing with such enjoyment. Now it looks as though he's, he, his body language isn't quite the same. Yeah. Um, I think he can play with Diaz. I mean, Diaz loves to come in from yeah, the side they were on good his right foot. They can play, be fair, play the ball yeah. infield and Robertson will carry on his run outside and he'll get crosses in. You know, he's still an excellent yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. There's something about him that he's not quite right at the moment. And I've always got a problem with Alexander-Arnold, you know, because <laughs> I'm a, unfortunately a glass half empty. And if I'm putting out a team and I think I've got a right back who doesn't want to defend and can't defend and has no, and I, I, I don't think I'm speaking out to has no idea about positional play, I'm not sure I could put him in the team. I'd have to put him in, I'd have to play. If I was Liverpool manager, I'd have to play him as a right wing back and play with three centre-halves because I couldn't allow... Uh, uh, my right back yeah, to be so yeah. so negative when it comes to recovery runs, you know, and the the it's inexcusable. The goal against Fulham when the cross yeah. comes into the box, you cannot as a fullback duck uh, and you, allow Mitrovic to beat him in the air. Bet, you always put your money on Mitrovic winning the header, though, yeah, right? of course. But he's got he's got to back in and make it difficult for him. Yeah, he ducked and almost said, "Oh, I don't really want to head this." The, I've got more issues with the Sancho goal on Monday. Yeah, night, absolutely. Because this, for me, if I was club, and I think I think you're you're right, but you're a bit harsh on 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 Trent mm. in the sense that I think he can defend one on one. Okay, I think sometimes he lacks maybe the motivation for it, and we see that on the Sancho goal because otherwise he would not be just mm. literally trotting. Mm when the danger is there and he doesn't do anything and now you're shouting at the TV saying like, what are you doing? Come on, this is, this is not acceptable mm. as an attitude, as a behaviour for a Liverpool defender when United are about to score a goal. You say he's good in 1v1 situations. He's better than people say he is. I think Ooh. people say he's rubbish. I, I, I would say I'm surprised when he wins a one-on-one -on -one battle. I watched him, when Inter played uh, Liverpool, I always thought Liverpool were, although Inter played okay and mm. sort of got through the game, Inter were playing at 100% and Liverpool could play at 75% and still be a match for yeah. them in the, in the San Siro. The one area that I thought that Inter would keep having joy was when Perisic got in a 1v1 against Alexander-Arnold and he went past him four or five times and got crosses in. And it was the only area of the pitch where I thought Liverpool might struggle. No, so I, I get you. But, but, you know, don't get me wrong. He's a wonderful passer of all, a great cross of the ball. But if, you're, if your position is right back, you have to do two parts of the game. You have to get forward no, no, and get crosses, but you also have to defend. And if you don't defend, you're a liability to your team. No, you, and, and I think more and more teams are targeting him. And we saw that with Elanga mm. on, on Monday night. We saw that last season, remember City where mm. attacking on his side yeah. and Cancelo was playing really high, so there could mm. be two, two against mm. one where he struggled even more than one yeah, v one. Yeah. Um, it's quite clear that he prefers attacking than defending. Mm. Okay, I, I give you that. I still think that people are quite harsh on his yeah, defending yeah, yeah. because I still think that you don't get to this level if you're not of, of a good defender. But I think the problem is that before, his issue was just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Compensated mm. by how good 
Van Dyke was and yeah, how yeah. good the Van Dyke Matip yeah. or the Van Dyke Konate partnership was. And they or even also, Robertson. Yeah. And they also and had the midfield, midfield yeah. player that would say, okay, the right sided midfield player. Yeah, so that so was Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. I'm going to, as soon as Alexander Arnold gets into those areas, I'm going to be covering his position. When they lack maybe a little bit of uh, energy and, and fitness yeah. and, and determination, and they don't make those runs in behind Alexander Arnold, then he's exposed. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we were talking off air. Liverpool need that intensity because when they didn't have the crowd at Liverpool mm -hmm. in the when COVID, they lost six home games on the trot because yeah. there wasn't that extra ago, yeah. yard to go and close the ball down. And once you don't have that extra yard, you get played around. And yeah. that's Liverpool's problem at the moment. We we expect a reaction on the yeah. weekend against Bournemouth, mm -hmm. right? They, yeah. they they should win that. You expect different attitude. Mm -hmm. You think that club this week is, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, has like sort of battered yeah. them and that he, maybe even himself mm. like kind of like reassessed his yeah. Yeah, his, yeah. his decision he would have analysed the, yeah. the games and he'd say Look, we could have got tighter there we could have done that better we could have done that better maybe we're not we don't see the training he might think I've overtrained the players yeah, so maybe. they're tired maybe, maybe. he might say the other way well, I haven't trained them enough so I need to work them harder mm. to get them up to, to match speed whatever it is yeah. he's got to analyse it with his fitness coaches with his, with his staff and say how do we get Liverpool back to being the brilliant side that they've been over the last three years well I hope he listens to us because he will have a good idea <laughs> on what to do and then we see this weekend if it works When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, enough Liverpool. What about some quickies, Robo? Let's, get, let's do it, Jules. Yeah, come on. Manchester United are closing in on a deal for Anthony, uh, the Ajax winger. Ajax could receive up to 100 million mm. euros. 100 million euros, Robo. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? <sighs> it's too much money to pay for a player with his experience yeah. and not knowing whether he's going to be a, a, a top player in the Premier League. His goal record is okay at Ajax. I think he's played 57 league games and he scored 18 goals, which for a wide player isn't a bad return. He's obviously assisted on a lot of goals yeah, as well. Crazy. He's got a lot of trickery. He's a left-footed player that likes to play on the right-hand side, which so many players do now. Um, he's obviously a, a player the manager knows well and knows, so he knows he can fit into his tactics yeah. that he wants to use. Is he going to be an outstanding player for Manchester United over the next two years? Is he better than Sancho? Um, I'm not sure that's the case. Sancho, you know, when he came, everyone expected he was going to yeah. be a, a top-class player. Does it say that he's given up with Rashford as a wide player? Because Rashford in the first couple of games and most of last season wasn't particularly good. Yeah. Anthony, I think, is a good player. He's played for Brazil. He's, I think he's, he's a couple of goals in nine yeah. games. He's a certain style of player. He'll... he'll chop it onto his left foot and he'll get crosses into the box, he'll get shots away. Um, it's a gamble, a big gamble, um, because the Eredivisie, as much as Ajax are a very good side, yeah, that's it's right. not at the level of many of the other leagues in, in Europe. So 
is he going to is he going to be able to do it in the Premier he, he League? He will have to step up. And he's going to have to step see, up. Yeah. yeah, and we will see if he can do it or not. I think it's exciting and exciting. Yeah, a lot of people would pay to watch Antonio yeah, yeah. because of all the skills and yeah, the yeah. trickery that you mentioned. It's a lot of money, and maybe we should put that money aside. This is mm. what you pay. They're paying that mm. because they're a bit desperate. Yeah, yeah. And they could not get him earlier for less money. And Ajax are hard to deal is with. Is he going to be the difference between Manchester United being a, a team at sixth place yeah. or a team being in fourth place? I'm not we sure that's see. the case. We'll have to yeah, wait and we'll see. Have to see. Now, another English club and another crazy deal, Jules. Uh, Isaac is going to go to Newcastle. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one because Anthony, we kind of expected mm. they've been chasing yeah, yeah. him and the, the Ten Hag Anthony link is it's clear. For Newcastle and Isaac, I have to say, I didn't see this one coming for 75 mm. million euros, mm. which is a lot of money. Again, not as much as the 100 million. But Do you think he's been for... on their radar for a while or is this just something, oh, he might be available for us now? But if he had been, they would have signed him mm. in July. He could mm. have done all the preseason with them. Mm. He would have started the Premier League, not arrived now with his big price tag, mm. with expectation on it, although they started well the season. So I guess it's easier to arrive yeah. and integrate into a winning team or like, you know, a team that's doing well than a team in, in crisis already. I'm just not sure. Well, I don't think, again, he's worth that. Is he any different to Wilson? I think he's he's not a target man, although no. he's got the size of it because yeah, he's yeah. a tall kid. Um, but, but I think with the ball, he's good. Technically, I think mm. he's a decent player. I would play more as a second striker than yeah. you know, on his own up phone in a 4-3-3, mm. for example, because I don't think he can hold the ball up that mm. well and, and be in the challenges and, yeah, yeah. and be strong enough for that. But it's a bit like Anthony. I'm excited. I want to see mm. him in the Premier League yeah, and yeah. see if he can step up. He might not be able to, and he would be a five, six, seven goal a season player, which is not enough. He's, 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 he's a one in three man, I think. Uh, in Rouse Spain, he was. Spain, yeah. But I think Spain suited him more than yeah. English football. I'm not really sure the intensity of English football mm. and the physicality of it. And if Newcastle United supporters see him at six foot three, think he's going to win loads of headers and score goals. Yeah, you he didn't not, score you one header impressed. last season. No, he didn't <laughs> score one goal with his head last season. I think three, three the season before. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting It's one. a big challenge for him as well. Yeah. But I, in a way, I like the fact that Newcastle thought... Okay, and he's 22. There's, yeah, there's, there's, he's young and yeah. room for improvement. Yeah, absolutely. It's not bad. It was a historic night on Wednesday, Robo, for Rangers in Eindhoven. I never thought I would see it again. Neither. Rangers and Celtic in the neither, group stages neither. because I thought Scottish football was dying a death. <laughs> uh, you know, and when I saw Rangers last year, even though they got to the final of the Europa League, yeah. every time I watch them play, I'm thinking, well, the crowd have got them through that one and they've been hard working and maybe tactically Van Bronckhorst got it absolutely right on that occasion and the players worked their socks off. They can't do that on a regular basis. But they've just got a performance out of somewhere because yeah. PSV were were into, you look at the two sets of players oh, and, they're a and, team. and and, and, and yeah. by far the better team. Mm. So it's a, an outstanding night and an outstanding tie for Rangers. Uh, good luck to them. Good luck to the manager. There's going to be some great atmospheres in the, God, the, yeah. in Europe this season yeah. uh, with Celtic and Rangers there. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a great night for them. Yeah, anyway, it was. Now. We're talking about Rangers and Celtic. Yeah. Uh, they will both be in the Champions League draw today with all the other big European clubs. What would be your dream uh, draw? I mean, for PSG point of view, as easy as possible. I want to avoid <laughs> Liverpool in the pot two or, or Chelsea. I want to avoid Inter Milan in pot three. Well, surely you'd want Liverpool the way they're playing at the oh, moment. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But they would become good by the time they play PSG and then beat us and then I'd be gutted. But uh, I guess... 
from a support one are all the mm. champions plus and try Frankfurt mm. who are, I think are the weaker side really yeah. of that pot, pot one then in pot two you have Liverpool and Chelsea and Barcelona mm. for example those kind of teams uh, but a team like Sevilla I think is is affordable if you want mm. if you're looking mm -hmm. for the weakest side maybe in that pot two then in pot three Inter and Napoli are the two big ones there's Dortmund mm. and teams like that uh, but Pot, pot three. If Napoli you avoid doing Inter, quite well at the moment. Yeah, if you avoid Inter Napoli, I think it's a good draw for you. And then pot four, maybe you avoid Rangers or Celtic for the atmosphere. But if you get Maccabi Haifa, for example, or those kind of teams, again, I think it's a, it's a mm. good draw. I'm more worried for Marseille, who are in pot four, who can easily have Real Madrid, <laughs> Liverpool, Inter, and them, which would be a magical night at the Velodrome. Because Mar Marseille have had some terrible uh, uh, nights, haven't they, in Europe oh, over the three last... Three points <laughs> in the last 36 yeah. in the two seasons they were in. So, yeah, good luck to all the teams in the yeah. draw and your teams as well. Uh, we wish them all the best. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Robo, let's go for more quick hits. Nicola Pepe will join Nice on loan mm -hmm. from Arsenal. Like me and Pepe himself, do you feel a bit frustrated that it didn't really work out for him at the Emirates or you've got no sympathy? <laughs> no, I, no, I feel frustrated for him. Uh, when he first joined and I looked at uh, the way he played in Liga, I thought he was going to be an excellent signing. Yeah. Everything you want from a, a wide player at the time. He could score goals, he could run beyond people with the ball. Uh, he looked energetic. It just hasn't worked out for him. He had a bad start and he never really recaptured that form we saw in Liga. So it's a shame for him. Yeah, it was a tricky time to arrive as yeah. well with, with everything the club was going through. I mean, the last time he was in Liga, he scored 22 goals and 11 assists. Well, let's so, hope he does that again. Yeah, he'll, get, he'll, get, he'll, he'll come back and he'll, he'll do well for Arsenal again. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that for sure. Now, West Ham are going all out to get Lucas Paqueta. Yeah. Uh, they've made a first offer to Leon for the Brazilian. What's going on there, Jules? Yeah, it's a big offer, Robo, around the 15 million pounds, mm. uh, 15 million euros, sorry, uh, for Paqueta, which... Did they see him play for AC Milan? They didn't. And Leon, to be fair, kind of resurrected his career. Mm. They bought him for 20, so he's already be... It would be a big profit mm. for him. Leon want more money, though. They, right. won, they won the 60 million euros, which is their record sell, Tanguy and Dombele mm. to Tottenham. Uh, I think this is what... They won't. I don't know if West Ham right now it doesn't look like West Ham would increase massively their offer. Maybe they can add a few bonuses and things like that. And maybe they can find an agreement in between. Mm. I like the fact that West Ham go for Paqueta. I think in terms of creativity, yeah, he's outstanding yeah, yeah. on his day. On his day, yeah. There's a problem with consistency at times. And we saw that in the second half of last season mm. where after starting so well, it kind of sort of dipped a bit his mm. form. But I think West Ham need creativity uh, mm. and and he would be a really good signing for them. I just I just think that they would have to... Is he a David Moyes player? Definitely not. But then, then that's what I said to you the other day. Yeah. Uh, for me, if Moyes starts signing those kind of guys, it, because he will mm. evolve. Mm. His style has to evolve now. Exactly. Absolutely. They can't just be one-dimensional exactly. and say, we're going to play on the counter-attack. So got I'm to waiting to take, see. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure he can do it, but I'm waiting to see because mm. you can't put Paqueta in that team and play no. like you did the last three seasons. This is not going to work out. 
Howard Webb has been named as the successor to Mark Riley as the PGMOL boss, so the boss of all referees. Robo, Riley was pretty bad, but we like Webb, don't we? Uh, yes, we both worked with him. Yeah, uh, we did. We did. Uh, I think he was a, a good referee. I think he's a good character. I think he's sensible. Um, I was cri critical of him once. Uh, Were you? Yes, no. in, when he first took up refereeing, and he, he, well, not first took up refereeing, he did the Under-20 World Cup and he sent a Polish player off after 10, 15 minutes in the very first game of the tournament. And I was commentated and said he was completely wrong and didn't understand the oh, game. Wow. And he got Mike Riley to ring me up to no uh, have a little, yeah have a little go at him so uh, yeah but I think he'd do a good job I think he'd do a much better job than Mike Riley it's an important role because you'll yeah. set the direction and mm. you know the the way the referee will be in the Premier League and we said he's been pretty bad the refereeing in England for the last two yeah. two seasons but even. I think he knows how to deal with the press he knows how to yeah. deal with the TV so that helps him and he's, he's been a good referee and he's refereed at the very highest level whether That's he had true. a good game at the World Cup or uh, not he, he, he refereed the World yeah. Cup final now Mario Mauro Icardi finally became a footballer again Jules <laughs> what's going on there well my joke uh, I keep making maybe you don't find it funny but he's been a, a stay at home dad you know, yeah. for the last few months because football doesn't seem Opposite to, be, to you then. Yeah, doesn't seem to be his priority anymore. You know, which I understand he's, he's in a situation of, of, of failing, of failure mm. at PSG mm. in the sense that he doesn't get into the squad anymore. Mm. They don't want to play him. They don't fancy him. They want him out. Uh, I think for a long time, he was reluctant to go. Now it seems that Galatasaray can offering him something in Turkey that maybe he's ready to go. I... I guess he can do well in Turkey, like we saw Radamel Falcao doing mm -hmm. well, you know, those kind of, of strikers that if he gets back to his best, what a finisher he was, mm. the, the best year at Inter, he was amazing. But do you but, think that was just one season at Inter? I, you know, I, I did all those games when he was, and they kept on talking about Icardi and I kept on commentating on the game. I'm thinking, come on, I'm waiting to see something. And I never really saw it. So that's, I was shocked when he no, yeah, went to I, PSG. No, no, I know. I think the loan idea at PSG originally was, was not bad. Yeah. Then they made it permanent and I was like, hmm, yeah, no. I'm not so sure. Fulham are already out of the Carabao Cup. Yeah, Robo, they still exist, yeah. that competition somehow. Um, they are the only Premier League club to have been knocked out. Do we care about the Carabao Cup? We shouldn't on a World Cup year? Uh, I Why don't is it still there anyway? I don't think the uh, big, the, you know, the, the very biggest clubs uh, would worry about it. But I'm in football, you only get three chances. If you're a club like Fulham, you get three chances to win something a year. Yeah. No, that's true. You're not going to win the Premier League. No. You might do have a good run in the FA Cup. You might win the Carabao Club Cup. And if you're a professional footballer, at some point you want to win things. Fans want to win things. You can't get knocked out if you're Fulham in the very first round because it, it, it kills any good spirit that you've already that's got in true. the first couple of games. So I think it still matters. Yeah. Now, sticking with the Carabao Cup, Jules, uh, yes, and as you said, it still exists. <laughs> the draw for the third round was made. Anything surprising about that? Well, we had a big game in the third round that we, I think we'll be played in November. Man City against Chelsea, which is good. So yeah. for all the criticism that I gave the Carabao Cup so far in the show, then I think we'll be all watching City mm. against, against Chelsea. Uh, I think there's another... 100% Premier League tie, maybe, yeah, Spurs, yeah. Wolves, something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. But I... But come on, I'm going to go back a few years when the Carabao Cup, it might not have been called the Carabao Cup at the time, the best nights at the Emirates Stadium when you and I used to go and yeah. sit there 
was the Carabao Cup nights when they used to play or the, kids. the kids. And they used to get That's they true. used to give used... Uh, tickets for £10. Uh, yeah. There used to be 60,000 inside the ground. And I always thought they were the best atmosphere. Yeah. That you saw the, the kids develop and it was a great occasion. So I, no, so I it, it can be used in the right way. That's for sure. I agree with you. You know what? Maybe all the big clubs should play half of their team with kids and then yeah. that would give... Yeah a bit more interest to the to the competition. Barcelona and Manchester City played a friendly on Wednesday night for charity, uh, which is a bit unusual, let's mm -hmm. be honest, when mm -hmm. the season started. But he finished 3-3 between two strong sides, to be fair, from Xavi and Guardiola. And Aubameyang scored as well. Do you think Thomas Tuchel was watching Robo and I don't he think it even more? Yeah, I don't think it had judged Aubameyang on that game. <laughs> it's uh, a nice uh, goal, uh, though. And, yeah, and he, he can score nice goals. Yeah. Thomas Tuchel knows what he can get from Aubameyang. You know, he had a great relationship with him at Dortmund. We know that he can be an exceptional player. We've seen it at every club he's been at for a short period, or, you know, for an extended period, but doesn't yeah. keep his consistency. If he can keep his attitude right and and do the things that make him such a good player, like running behind and do things at pace, he could be a good signing for Thomas Tuchel. We said it on, on the FC show last night, didn't we? We said, yeah. depending on what kind of a Bamayang yeah. you get, right now, the valuation of the players is very different. Mm. Chelsea are offering 17 million euros because that's the money that Barcelona need to register mm. Kunde. So they go, hey, here you go. We yeah, know you yeah. need that money for Kunde. Here it is on the table. Barca is saying like, hang on a minute. It's Aubameyang. He's got another year on his contract. So this season. Yeah. What, what about you give us 30 million, which I think is, is too much. So yeah, yeah. I think this one will get sorted at some point. And I think Tuchel needs a striker. Mm. And Aubameyang is a good short-term fix. Well, he was very short-term at Barcelona. He <laughs> was very short-term, six months. Although yeah, he did yeah. okay, 13 he did okay. It's not bad. But I, that's why I would expect maybe this one to go through at some point. Maybe not at 30 million, maybe not at 17, maybe somewhere in between. Yeah. But I think for both clubs, it, 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 works it has to happen. Bernardo Silva started the game like Aubameyang. Was this his last game for Man City, Jules? I don't think so, Robo. He did He did start. As we said, it was a two strong two strong teams. But we heard Ferran Soriano and Chiqui Begarish, and to be fair, a few hours before, before the game, saying that there was nothing for Bernardo, not from Barcelona, not from any other clubs. There, there was rumours in front that PSG had made an offer, a bid for him, which I was told was not true uh, for 70 million euros. He's got a contract until 2025. Even if he maybe wanted to go at some point, right now no one is putting the money on the table for him. So if you're, sitting... did he want to go because he thought he's not going to get enough game time? I mean, he, at times he's been one of their key players. Yeah. No, I think he knows he's going to play. I think he just wanted something different. I mm. think he's been now five five years. So this is mm. his sixth season. Mm. Uh, a city. I think sometimes the relationship with Pep had been great, and sometimes. Not so good. Not so good. Uh, remember last summer, they tried to sell him mm. when he didn't want to go that time. So I can see from his point of view why maybe he thought, you know what, if Barca really come, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. fancy that. And of course you would. Um, but that offer from Barcelona never really arrived, certainly not to the level. And I, I couldn't understand why you'd, why Barcelona would look at him when you know, when they got where, you again because Pedri, Gavi, uh, Borkesi, De Jong, yeah. you know they've Busquets got players to play in, that, in all those positions. I know. So it looks like I mean things might change between now and the end of the transfer yeah. window next week, but it looks like he's going to stay at City. It's getting tricky for Harry Maguire at Manchester United. Robo, he could either leave and find himself a new challenge after losing his place against Liverpool, or maybe fight for his place in the team Old Trafford. If you were him, what would you do? Uh, if it was me, uh, then I would, 
I would probably react and, and try and get away because he's taken a lot of stick, some yeah. unfair criticism, some he deserves. Yeah, you like him as a defender? I like him as a defender. No, I like him as a player. I think, I think he, you know, when you've seen him play for England, when you saw him play for Leicester, when you saw him play for Sheffield United, and when he first went to Manchester United, he looked a top quality player. Mm. You know, he was England's best defender. They've, they've been disorganised at the back, which hasn't helped him. Yeah. Uh, he's been the captain of the side when they haven't played particularly well, so there have been question marks about him being not particularly good leader. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they leave him out the side and they go and win and have a great performance. So that makes it even worse for him. My, my understanding would be also that he's got every chance of getting back in the team because you can tell me probably better than anybody, Varane will not stay fit. Yeah, don't start jinxing my boy. You know, he's a good, he's, I thought Maguire and Varane would be a top-class centre-half punch. Yeah. That's what I thought when he first went there. You know, they, that could make them a top side. But Varane's been injured and he has been injured when he was, you know, playing for Real Madrid as well. So he's got every chance of getting back in the team. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. But I, if I was him, I'd, I'd want to have a new start somewhere else. But I'm not sure who's going to take him. I don't know. Certainly not on his wages and depending on how much United want. Yeah. Maybe alone. Maybe that's yeah. a possibility. Maybe. Mind you, one centre-half that definitely will be gone yeah. is Eric Bailly. Yeah, that's done. Robo is gone to Marseille on loan with a with a fee of I think three point five million mm. pounds and an option to buy mm. at the end of the season that can I think be automatically triggered if mm. Marseille qualify for the Champions League next yeah, season yeah. and if he plays over fifty percent of their games. So potentially, I expect Bailly if he stays fit to be one of mm. Marseille's strongest strongest players and and you know. Um, starter through the yeah, whole season yeah, yeah. so I would expect I think it's a, a 7 or 8 million um, option to buy to be lifted uh, which I think would be a, a decent deal for United because he he was a squad player for them mm. I don't understand why he never really got his chance and he was playing one game yeah, and yeah. then on the bench for 2 or 3 then playing again sometimes he would play well he'd, yeah, he'd yeah. be good he's, he's a strong solid I mean he's got all defender. the attributes you'd want yeah. for a the only thing that I think managers looked at him, particularly Mourinho, looked at him, does he read the game well enough? True, is he, is he a bit true. rash that with some of his challenges? You know? Yeah, that is true. So that's that, but I don't think he was given a, a fair crack of the whip. We don't know what goes yeah, on behind yeah, the scenes, no, but course. it looks as though he should have played a little bit more. Yeah, I and mean, I think it's a good signing for Marseille. Yeah. I really do, and for Ligue 1 too. So let's see, let's see how he does in the south of France. Come on, are still fighting to keep their World Cup qualifiers the way they are right now. Yeah. Will they win that, Jules, that battle? Well, it's them or, or FIFA. I, I find that really fascinating, Robo. So this, you, you know the way common board qualifications are now. Yeah. So you've got one group of 10 yeah. and then they all play each other twice and then mm. the top four are through to the World Cup automatically mm. and then fifth place plays that mm. sort of playoff with um, usually Australia or, the, you know, the, mm. whoever has finished in the playoff position mm. in that, in the, on the Asian uh, continent. And now FIFA would like a change. They would like two groups of five that play each other um, twice and then the top mm -hmm. the the what is it, top two qualify directly and then third and fourth play between them for a place and then fifth and sixth play each other to then play the qualifiers something like that and come up saying hang on why would you want to change something that is working well everybody's happy they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're the best qualifiers because you've got Brazil yeah. Argentina twice and how would you seed those two groups I know exactly who would go in where well, it's yeah. just a draw so well, potentially you can have yeah, all the best teams in one group and they and then they'll the get through to the World Cup exactly so it doesn't make any sense Comebol have voted for their qualifier to stay the way it is in their, in their committee yeah. FIFA are putting pressure now for them to change it who's going to win though 
Cumbria Boyle has to win. You're voting for them, aren't you? Bamos, Bamos Cumbria Boyle. Exactly. Kalem Rotten-Odoi wants to leave Chelsea. Not much playing time for him right now. And Bayer Leverkusen seems to be the club mm. ahead of everybody else to sign him. There's a lot of clubs ready to, to welcome Utten-Odoi. Do you think it would be a good deal for both parties for him to go to Germany in the Bundesliga and Bayer Leverkusen? Yes. Uh, we've seen a lot of English players go True. to the Bundesliga, particularly wide players, and, and do a, a, a good job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Hudson-Odoi is a, a talented boy. He's got pace. He's got trickery. He can score a goal. Again, the managers at Chelsea, have they trusted him fully? No. What is his best position? Did they, They've tried to play him at a wing-back. They've yeah. tried to play him as an out-and-out winger. They've tried to play him off the front. I'm surprised he hasn't had more chances. But when you play for a club like Chelsea or you know uh, Liverpool or Manchester City, every time you come into the team, you've got to play well. Otherwise, you yeah. get left back out again. And a player of his quality needs to play week in, week out. Hopefully, at Bayer Leverkusen, he does. And it's good for everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit surprised that he didn't stay in England. I think there were enough suitors mm. here to stay in the Premier League. Um, maybe just even to, to impress Tuchel mm. and to say, look, yeah. well, you, let, you let me go, this is what I can do. A bit of a Jesse Lingard type mm. of yeah, yeah, know, yeah. loan or transfer or whatever. But Bayer Leverkusen in this Champions League, it's a team that started... But the problem is Jesse Lingard went to West Ham and did really well. But when he went back to Manchester United, they still didn't, they still didn't play him. That's very true. Although it's not the same age yeah. and I guess not exactly the same profile. But... If, if it's by Leverkusen, good luck to Hudson Odoi. Now, the Ukrainian league has started yeah. and already one or two stories, uh, particularly in the game between Lviv and Metalist uh, Kharkiv. What happened there, George? Yeah, you're right, Robo. I mean, I think it's great that football has started and given no crowds. Hope. No crowds, though. They're, they've got quite a strict protocol, including mm-hmm. that the players can go uh, into shelter in case, in case there's mm-hmm. risk of a Russian attack or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's why this game lasted over four hours. Robot because a few times the players had to interrupt the game, go into shelter. I think they spent 130 minutes, all in all, or 140 minutes, like protecting themselves in case there was something. In the end, there was no air strikes or anything. Is that because they, they, the they were warned they might Yeah, miss, yeah. there was the alarm. So up, the game was stopped. They go in, then they come back out. I mean, I don't know how you can play football, but again, it brings hope and I, I understand it. Yeah, yeah. But from a player's point of view, it's not ideal, but at least they're back playing. Mm. There was no problem into that game apart from you know the the fact that they had to go into into holding and, and, and shelter but I'm glad football is back I just mm. wish like all of us that it would be in different context in different situations finally Robo I know it was a while back at the weekend on Saturday but what did you make of PSG's first goal against Lee, against Lee last week which was an absolute beauty for me well it was a beautiful game as well for it PSG was. It was, <laughs> I mean when course. you look at the goals and the way they played well it was very simple uh, they pass it back a little bit of a set up play Mbappe gives Mbappe a chance to make his run but it's only you can only be successful if the opposition allow it to be successful yeah, first of all they didn't really put any pressure on the ball and the two centre halves can't see you know one of the best well one of the best players in the world make a run beyond them they're walking up the field and just allowed <laughs> to run in behind then the goalkeeper gets caught in no man's land yeah. great from PSG's point of view and that set the tone for the game but yeah. really defensively Lille all over the place and not that easy to do because we saw United yeah, yeah, trying yeah. it at the start of the second half against Liverpool and, yeah, yeah. and so failing and well done to Bournemouth to Cliftonville I think I looked and somewhere else in, in Holland who, who did yeah, that yeah, goal and yeah. PSG just copied them you know it was yeah. nothing that they invented so well done to them let's see if they Absolutely. can maybe do it again you know well, well that's all 
we have time for today. Thank you so much for coming in and, and say, joining me for the show. We'll be back on, on Monday to mm. review everything that happened for the weekend to see if Klopp listened to our show. In the meantime, as, as Gab always say. But you're going to say it wrongly, aren't you? Always. Love the game. Love yourself. Love your neighbor.